Daniel chapter 9, verses 8 through 13. The Bible says, O Lord, unto us, to us belongeth confusion of face to our kings, to our princes, and to our fathers, because we have sinned against thee. To the Lord our God belong mercies and forgivenesses, though we have rebelled against him. Neither have we obeyed the voice of the Lord our God to walk in his laws, which he set before us by his servants, the prophets. Yea, all Israel have transgressed thy law, even by departing, that they might not obey thy voice. Therefore the curse is poured upon us, and the oath that is written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, because we have sinned against him. And he hath confirmed his words, which he spake against us, against our judges, that judged us by bringing upon us a great evil. For under the whole heaven hath not been done as hath been done upon Jerusalem. As it is written in the law of Moses, all this evil has come upon us, yet made we not our prayer before the Lord our God, that we might turn from our iniquities and understand thy truth. So I title this, just understanding the truth of God. Understanding the truth of God, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we do thank you again for the opportunity we have to assemble together, and thank you for your blessings, and we thank you for this week and the special wedding and the activities Friday and Saturday, and we pray for your blessing and help and all that. Uh, we thank you for your word. As we look into thy word tonight, I pray that you'd encourage our hearts and challenge us and help us to see the importance of having a heart, a repentant, repentive heart that's turned toward thee and looking to thee and seeking thee and none else. For you are God and there is none else that we might understand your ways. We do pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I was actually reading this in my devotional time, and a couple of thoughts really stood out to me. So in this, this is really a prophecy of Daniel, uh, where he gets the vision, that great vision of the 70 weeks time, the, time, the 70 weeks um, of verse 24, and the time it gives the time in this passage chapter nine, uh, 20 chapter 9 here in verse 26 and 27 he gives the time of when cr- Jesus will be crucified it's uh, 483 years i believe is the time period but it's it's 69 weeks of years but anyway and, and that's not what i'm looking at tonight but daniel is making confession he has learned by reading jeremiah that the children of Israel's captivity was to be 70 years long and that all had to do with their violating the Sabbaths. And I think they had violated 49 Sabbaths. And anyway, and so he understood that, and he's making his prayer and his request and his, and his uh, uh, confession unto God. And, but there's a few things here I want to point out uh, that he speaks of concerning his own people. And first of all, they had forgotten the source of mercy and forgiveness. If you notice in verse 9, he says, To the Lord our God belong mercies and forgivenesses, though we have rebelled against him. You know, it's really, when it comes right down to it, it is knowing that God has been merciful to you, and forgiveness is yours, and you're assured of that through the person of Jesus Christ, that has been secured by, by retru- p- repentance, that's what gives one a peace 
and assurance that God is ours. Uh, you know, it wasn't that these people didn't believe in God. They had rebelled against God. You know, they, they had not obeyed. And, and, and we see it in this passage, you know, obeying is more than just having some knowledge. Obeying means to walk in His ways. Notice verse 10. Neither have we obeyed the voice of the Lord our God to walk in His laws. So obedience is, that, you know, I, not just that I know it, I'm doing it. Putting it into practice in my life. Uh, which He set before us by His servants and the prophets. So, so they had forgotten that, you know, again, it says to Him, to the Lord our God belong mercies and forgivenesses. Do you ever study Islam and study, uh, what's the name of their God? I can't think tonight. Allah. He's cruel. He's unforgiving. Very rigid. Now, you break God's law and, and there's judgment, but God is a God of mercy. First, second, third, fourth. I mean... How many times did Jesus tell Peter he was to forgive his brother? Seventy times seven. Not seven times. You know, Peter said, oh, surely, seven times. You know, Peter was thinking, you know, well, I'm going to pick a big number to make sure I've got it covered so I don't look bad. And so he said, seven times? Because really, I think what he was thinking was three, four. I think I'd really be real spiritual if I forgive my brother four times. And Jesus turned around and said, no, 70 times 7. You see, salvation is of the Lord. Forgiveness and mercy, of course, mercy, the word mercy means God withholding what we deserve. You know, if God wasn't merciful, none of us would have a chance. None of us. The best of us. And the best of us are corrupt and vile for a holy and righteous God. And so it is the God, to our God belongs mercy and forgiveness. But it was a rejection of his prophets, or Jeremiah even uses the word pastors in verse 10 and 11 that brought this upon them. In verse 10 and 11 he says, Neither have we obeyed the voice of the Lord our God to walk in his walls, which, uh, walk in his laws, which he set before us by his servants and prophets. Yea, all Israel have transgressed thy law, even by departing, that they might not obey the voice, thy voice. Therefore the curse is poured upon us, and the oath that is written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, because we have sinned against him. So, you know, Daniel's being reminded here that, or, or states here that, you know, all this is brought upon us, and the reason we don't know God's mercy, and the reason we don't know God's forgiveness is that we have rejected the words of the prophets. The words of the prophets. That's the voice of God. The words of the prophets. You know, Moses was a prophet. We call him the lawgiver. Maybe it was Hosea said, the Lord raised up a prophet. Moses himself said to the, the Jews before he uh, went up on Mount Nebo, I think it was, uh, and died there. 
Anyway, that, see, he said, the Lord your God will raise up a prophet like unto me. And him shall we hear. Of course, he was referring to Christ. So these were, they are, and even today, past are God's voices proclaiming his word. Now, we don't get uh, new revelations like the prophets of old did. They were, of course, penning scripture, many of them. But, but they were proclaiming the word of the Lord. And, and, and the sad thing is that there were many who said they were prophets, yet they prophesied what they imagined or what they wanted or what benefited themselves. Look at Jeremiah chapter 29. We see examples of this. Jeremiah chapter 29. You know, it kind of reminds me of people today that they take, they, they pick and choose and they take what they want and if they don't like it, then they reject it. Uh, but when we stand before God, we're not going to have that option. Jeremiah 29, verse 20 says this, Hear ye therefore the word of the Lord, all ye of the captivity, whom I have sent from Jerusalem to Babylon. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, of Ahab, the son of Kaliah, and Zedekiah, the son of Messiah, which prophesy a lie unto you in my name. Behold, I will deliver them in the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and he shall slay them before your eyes. And of them shall be taken up the curse, a curse by all the captivity of Judah, which are in Babylon, saying... The Lord make me like Zedekiah and like Ahab, whom the king of Babylon roasted in the fire. Because they have committed villainy in Israel and have committed adultery with their neighbors' wives, have spoken lying words in my name, which I have not commanded them, even I know, and am witness, saith the Lord. Thus shalt thou also speak to Shemaiah and the Helamite, saying, Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, saying, Because thou hast sent letters in thy name, unto all the people that are at Jerusalem, and to Zephaniah the son of Messiah the priest, to all the priests, saying, The Lord hath made thee priests in the stead of Jehoiada the priest, that ye should be officers in the house of the Lord. For every man that is mad and maketh himself a prophet, that thou shouldest put him in prison and in the stocks. Now therefore, why hast thou not reproved Jeremiah of Anathoth, that maketh himself a prophet to you? But therefore he sent unto us in Babylon, saying, Taptivus long, build your houses and dwell in them, and plant gardens, and eat the fruit of them. And, and Zephaniah the priest read the letter in the ears of Jeremiah the prophet. Then came the word of the Lord unto Jeremiah, saying, Send to all them in the captivity, saying, Thus saith the Lord concerning Shemaiah, and the Hillite, because that Shemaiah hath prophesied unto you, and I sent him not, and he caused you to trust in a lie. Therefore thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will punish Shemaiah the Nehilmite, and his seed, he shall not have a man to dwell among his people, neither shall he behold the good that I will do for my people, saith the Lord, because he hath taught rebellion against the Lord. And so here they were, they had these false prophets that were teaching rebellion against the Lord. Of course, God pronounces judgment on them, and some of them died within a year's time. Others were destroyed. Uh, and, and again, another illustration we see a rejection of it in chapter 42. Uh, it says in verses 1, 1 and 2, Then all the captains of the forces, Johanan the son of Korea, and Jezaniah the son of Hoshiah, and all the people from the least even to the greatest came near and said unto Jeremiah the prophet, Let we beseech thee our supplication be accepted before thee, and pray for us unto the Lord thy God, even for all this remnant, for we are left but a few of many, as thine eyes do behold us. 
that the Lord thy God may show us the way wherein we may walk and the thing that we may do. Now, give you a little bit of the context here. Nebuchadnezzar has conquered Babylon, taken the captives away, and he put a guy in as governor. Well, there were some forces of Israel that had escaped prior to Babylonian besieging Jerusalem, and they were on, on the out, or in a foreign, I think they were actually in Moab for a time. Once Babylon departed and left this governor, Gedaliah, I think his name was, in charge, they came and, and said they may live with him. Well, there was another man who came to the governor afterward and said, let me go kill that guy because he is in league with somebody else and he's going to kill you. And the guy said, oh, the governor said, oh, no, it's false. We'll make a long story short. He did. He came back. He killed the governor and all the Babylonians that were left there to to, uh, help oversee things. He killed them and he killed some others. And then he took the people and started fleeing. Well, this guy, other guy, got an army and went after them and, and, and delivered the captives and they're the ones they come back to Jeremiah now and they and since he's killed the governor they're afraid that Nebuchadnezzar is going to come and kill them because he killed the governor and so they said maybe we should go to Egypt but first they came to Jeremiah and said will you ask God what we should do and what he says we'll do it okay so Jeremiah prays and, and he says, in verse 10, If you will still abide in this land, then will I build you, and not pull you down. And I will plant you, and not pluck you up. For I repent me of the evil that I have done unto you. Be not afraid of the king of Babylon, of whom you are afraid. Be not afraid of him, saith the Lord, for I am with you to save you, and to deliver you out of his hand. Look at chapter 43, verse 1. Came to pass that when Jeremiah had made an end of speaking unto all the people, all the words of the Lord their God, for which the Lord their God had sent him to them, even all these words. Then spake Azariah, the son of Hoshiah, and Jehonan, the son of Kareah, and all the proud men, saying unto Jeremiah, Thou speakest falsely. The Lord our God hath not sent thee to say, Go not into Egypt to sojourn there. But Barak, the son of Uriah, setteth thee on against us, for to deliver us into the hand of the Chaldeans, that they might put us to death and carry us away captives into Babylon. You know what this is? In Isaiah chapter 30, Isaiah prophesied against the nation of Israel and said, Go not to Egypt. Don't trust in their horses and don't trust in their chariots. Don't go to Egypt. Egypt's the type of the world. See, they were looking to the world for the solutions to their problems and not to God. Rather than repent of their sin and turn to God and seek God's face, it was easier for these proud people and stubborn to go to Egypt and think they're going to get help. And this is what they're doing. However, Jeremiah assures them, and by the way, they took Jeremiah with them by force. But Jeremiah prophesies to them, you can read all about that in the last, next couple of chapters, Jeremiah prophesies in Egypt, Nebuchadnezzar is going to follow you here and he's going to destroy you because you have rebelled against the Lord. See, it's a rejection. There was a rejection of the word of the Lord. Uh, they have rebelled against him. We see also, and i got to hurry, that they did not pray to the Lord. Verse 13. Uh, and it is, as it is written in the law of Moses, all this evil has come upon us, yet made we not our prayer before the Lord our God. 
that we might turn from our iniquities and understand thy truth. So, so they didn't pray the Lord. They asked Jeremiah to pray the Lord, but they didn't pray the Lord themselves. You know, prayer really is seeking help from someone of greater power than you. It requires humility that you need help. Uh, you know, we, and, and, and they, they, instead of, you know, they didn't make their prayer to the Lord. And, and there's a second, a third, uh, a, a fourth thing here. Uh, well, let me, before I get to that, you know, prayer can only be accepted when, when with, joined with desire to turn from sin to God. Psalm 6.6.18 says, If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Proverbs 28.9 says, He that turneth away his ear from hearing the law. So you turn your way, ear away from hearing the word of God, even his prayer shall be an abomination. You know, God likes to hear your prayers. But if you're unwilling to hear the word... Your prayer is disgusting. It's disgusting to him. That's what abomination really means. It's like, bleh. You see, and the reason is, we see also in verse 13, they did not turn from their sins. The, the last half of that verse says, we, Yet made we not our prayer before the Lord our God that we might turn from our iniquities and understand thy truth. Now, <clears throat> those two things go together. Understanding and turning go together. If there's not, under, if there's not turning away from sin and turning unto God, that is really repentance. It's repentance. And, you know, we don't seek God because we know we'll have to change our ways. And that's, you know, look at Jeremiah 29 again. And notice what Jeremiah says to these people. And again, this shows that God is the God of mercy and God is the God of forgiveness, and yet they would not. Notice Jeremiah 29, verse 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. This is, you know, this is God speaking to his rebellious people. And this, he says, this is what I think, really think to you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you, and ye shall seek me and find me, when ye shall search for me with all your heart. Now, which way is your heart bent? See, the problem with this people was their heart was bent toward Egypt. It was bent toward other nations. They were looking to other nations. They were even looking for other nations for ideas on how to worship God. And they adopted these false gods. See, there wasn't a heart to know God and obey God. And he says in verse 14, And I will be found of you, saith the Lord, and I will turn away your captivity, and I will gather you from all the nations, from all the places whither I have driven you, saith the Lord, and I will bring you again unto this place whence I caused you to be carried away. It was I that caused you to be carried away because you rebelled against me. You know, this is, this is again, you know, one of the things he says here that, 
this curse, verse 11, is poured upon us, the oath that is written in the law of Moses. See, all this curse came about just as exactly as it was written in the law of Moses. Read Deuteronomy 27, 28, and 29. And he talks about blessing, and then he talks about cursing. Blessing if you keep my commandments, cursing if you do not. Cursed, there's, there's a whole list of them. I think it's chapter 27. Cursed be this, cursed be this, cursed be the man to do this, and you know. And, and what you see happening here is that Daniel is describing is this is the keeping of what Moses told them was going to happen. You know, it really shouldn't have taken them by surprise. But, you know, they, did, they would not turn from their sin. Uh, in other words, they would not repent. See, repent means, the basic meaning is a change of mind, but it's a change, that, and, and a change that always includes a change of action. You know, if you change your mind, you know, my alarm clock went off this morning, and I changed my mind for a half hour. I didn't get up for another half hour. I changed my mind this morning. And then I changed my mind again another half hour and I did get up. See, what am I saying? That change of mind produced a change of action. There's no such thing as a change of mind and no change of action. But, you know, these people refused or would not turn from their iniquities. And, and it says, understand thy truth. A couple verses. Isaiah 9.13 says, For the people turneth not unto him that smiteth him. Again, he's talking about here, God's the one that's smiting them. God's the one that's causing this captivity because of their rebellion against him. God brought the Chaldeans, that hasty and bitter nation, to bring judgment upon them. See, the people turneth not unto him that smiteth him, do they, neither do they seek the Lord of hosts. Isaiah, or John, um, I'm sorry, Jeremiah 5, 3. O Lord, are not thine eyes upon the truth? Thou hast stricken them, but they have not grieved. Thou hast consumed them, but they have refused to receive correction. You know, if I refused the correction that dad, my dad gave me, I would get it again. And again. And again. If you refuse the correction that God gives you, you're going to have to go through it all over again. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth. He correcteth. But they refused. It says they made their faces harder than a rock. And they refused to return. Hosea 7 says, Strangers have devoured his strength, and he knoweth it not. Yea, gray hairs are here and there upon him, yet he knoweth it not. The pride of Israel testifieth to his face, and they do not return to the Lord their God, nor seek him for all this. The pride of Israel testified to his face. In other words, they were doing this in the face of God. Ephraim also is like a silly dove. Without a heart. They call to Egypt. Here we're going to the world. They go to Assyria. 
When they shall go, I will spread my net upon them, and I will bring them down as the fowls of the heaven. I will chastise them as their congregation hath heard. Woe unto them, for they have fled from me. Destruction on them. So when they go to Egypt, they're going from me. When they go to Syria, they're going from me. When you go to the world for help, you're going from me. Because they have transgressed against me, though I, have, though I have redeemed them, yet have they spoken lies against me, and they have not cried unto me with their heart. When they howled, think of that, they howled upon their beds. Oh, they were crying. They just weren't making their cry unto God. They assemble themselves for corn and wine, and they rebel against me. You see, why couldn't they understand? The key is, they didn't seek God, nor would they turn away from their iniquities. They're going to hang on to it. They want to hang on to their ways. They want God to accept my way. You know, God's no respecter of persons. If you're going to come to God, if you're going to walk with God, you have to walk with God in obedience to Him. He isn't going to have a, a relationship that's tailor-made just to suit you or just to accept you. I remember there was a guy in Maine, and he said, well, that's just the way I am. And I said to him no, one day, no, that's the way you want to be. If you're willing to repent, God can change you. So, if we want to understand, we have to be willing to turn away. You know, to understand truth, we have to be willing to accept it. We're not talking about just a, a owner's manual for my car. You know, I can understand what's written in there and still not do it. And it may run for a while. It may continue to run. Depends what it is. We're not talking about that kind of thing. We're talking about the Word of God that's spiritual. And if we want God to have a relationship with us, we have to conform to Him, to His Word. We have to be willing to change. We have to be willing to confess our sin if we want to understand His truth. We have to be willing to do it. But they're willing to do it. Philippians chapter 2. And I am finished. It says, verse 12, Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. See, God will work it in if you'll receive it. If you'll receive it in, God will work it in and out. What you willingly take in and are willing to do, God will begin to work out in your life. But you have to be willing to receive it. So, you know, Daniel said, they didn't turn, therefore they didn't understand. If we want to understand God's word, we have to be willing to turn and obey.
keep his commandments. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we do thank you again for the time in your word tonight. We thank you for how it challenges us. Thank you for this example of your children of the Old Testament that are written for our admonition and our learning. And I pray that you'd help us as your people living in this day and time to understand these truths and apply them to life, to learn to trust you, to seek your face, to understand that you are sufficient, that to you belongs mercies and forgiveness, cleansing, and peace of heart and mind. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray in his name. Amen.